0: another episode of the one three one podcast today is episode 40 and acorn it's been a while man what's going on
1: it really has been a while are we coming up on a month of uh hiatus
0: i don't know it's been like two or three weeks you know life
1: just kind of happened sorry guys but we're back um back back in black ready to talk some hockey ready to break this down ready to cheer some tea or praise some teams ready to make fun of some teams talk about what's going around the league let's get after it liddy yeah man uh we're we're reaching
0: that halfway point of the season all the teams are kind of sitting around 27 28 29 games played yep. um it's 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 starting to heat up bro like it is starting to get messy in the league
1: it's crunch time and i mean they still there's teams obviously that have missed a few games due to the, you know, COVID issues. And there were some issues down South with the weather. Uh, But yeah, this is, I mean, this is the halfway point. And at this point, you kind of have an idea of who's in and who's not. And then there's teams on the outside looking in, as well as teams that are in right now that we probably won't see in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And you, I, this is going to be an exciting trade deadline. Yep.
1: Uh, no, it really it really is. There could be some Hall of Famers getting traded. I mean, I think – I mean, uh, right now I think Matthias Ekholm is probably the most prized uh, guy at the deadline. Uh, there's a couple teams that are in desperate need of a defenseman like him, and I was reading the asking prices possible to like a first and a prospect for him, which I think is more warrantific- – Matthias Ekholm? Yeah, for a top – I mean – and that team, he's in the top four, but he could be a top two for others when you're behind Roman Yossi.
0: That's very true, and you make a good point with that.
1: And the team, like, I'm just going to throw it out there, the Boston Bruins. Would you trade a first and a prospect, depending on the prospect, to get a number one defenseman that's a left-handed shot? Because they don't have one. Perhaps. Grizzlick is not a number one left-handed defense or left defenseman. Ed He's wished. not, but it, it it's kind of working. Losing Carlo hurts. Uh, lausanne has been out. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a very thin thin decor, and the Bruins need to act here if they want to make a run. Because I think with even with uh, Rask out right now, this is they're in kind of trouble. I mean, I think they're still going to get in, but that trade they they got, I think they got to pull trigger here if they want if they want to keep it running.
0: Do you think Matthias Ekholm is purely a rental or somebody they would want to keep long-term?
1: I think that's a great question. I think it'd be how he fits here for that time being. Because if it say Say he does great here and he loves it. That's one thing. But we've seen trades like this where guys come over as rentals and then you think they're going to resign and they don't. But there's going to be a market for him come July 1st. So any, I feel like anything could happen. So it's hard to say until the player plays out and whatever. But... If I was the Bruins, I'd try to get him.
0: Another intriguing star player, and the only reason why I bring this up is because I was on duty this weekend and I was listening to Chicklets at like one, two in the morning, and Jeff Merrick and and the guys they were talking about Jack Eichel and yep. whether or not Jack Eichel is a is a trade deadline acquisition from the Sabers. Yeah, and they all agreed no. Yeah, that no, it would be an not. off-season move and I would probably uh, my own opinion I would
1: say it's probably an off-season move as well. Yeah, Eric Stahl would probably be the one that gets traded as a rental from the Sabres. Either him or Taylor Hall would be my guess cuz no one's going to take Jeff Skinner. Would anyone uh, want to grab Sam Reinhart? That's a g- another great one, Sam Reinhart, who's actually having a I mean he signed he signed a prove it approve it deal this year and is playing well for the team that sucks. That's another person that would any team would want i think he can slide in on the right side in anyone's top six but i'm curious what the asking price would be because he's young i know he's only on a one-year deal but still that's a young that's a young talent yeah it is it's definitely intriguing but speaking of the Sabers, oh my god they suck it's it's a dumpster fire up in there like they can't yeah they can't score goals and ralph Kruger said over the weekend, Jack Eichel is out indefinitely, out for the foreseeable future. When I hear that, I don't think he's coming back this season. I don't think he, but he he wants to stay
0: in Buffalo. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. He hasn't think, he hasn't requested a trade.
1: And I, I yeah. Do you I, think he's that, being
0: courteous to the organization yeah, by yes. not
1: doing that? I, yes. I I don't think he wants to be there. He's been there. What is this? This is, will be. Will this be this upcoming? This will be year six, six years no playoffs. Doesn't look like there's any trend, any trend that they're getting better, regardless of you know, getting Deline, uh, signing Jeff Skinner, signing Taylor Hall, um, getting Victor Olafson. The the
0: the the rope is thin here.
1: Yes, and I I don't blame him. I don't either. So, but. Dude, we got to talk about this New York Islanders team. They just sneaky slid it right into that first place in this division on a nine-game winning streak and haven't lost a game in regulation at home. Well, well
0: yeah. like they, They're they not a team that is surprising to me
1: at all. No, I know, but I didn't expect them to be uh, where they are. I, I kind of pictured them as a team that would get in, in like a lower spot behind either Washington, Boston, or Pittsburgh. And then start doing damage in the playoffs because that's what they do.
0: I just want to go out and say that I think the resurgence of Jordan Eberly has been awesome on this yep. club, and yep. then not to mention your star player Matthew Barzell score scores what I believe will be the goal of the year.
1: I agree with that, I like a hundred percent. You agree. could play
0: that thing on repeat, and I could never get sick of it. Like,
1: yep. And the emergence of uh, Wallstrom has been pretty good this year. Uh, and right now, Barzell's contract looks like a bargain.
0: Yeah, dude. And what what were we talking about last offseason?
1: Uh, offer sheeting this guy. Yeah, I I thought for sure. I mean, that, <laughs> they they talked about an offer sheet for so long. Like even like we talked about the like they were talking about this two years ago. But
0: I I think uh, I think you can give a lot of credit to this New York Islanders defense and their goalie, yep. uh, Varlamov, dude. Goals against—they have the lowest goals against in their division
1: with sixty-four. Everyone is seventy-plus. Yeah, I mean, I think it also talks. It just shows the system. I think it's it's comfortable to play, and it's it's very beneficial for a goalie statistically. And uh, right now, is Trotz the front runner for uh, Jack Adams? No, he's not. Who would you put as your Jack Adams winner right now if you had to uh, gun to your head?
0: So I'm pretty sure. So I think NHL came out, or NHL.com came out with their three uh things. Uh I think the the first guy was Coach Q on Florida.
1: That's, that's actually a good one too. Uh, it was it was Coach
0: Q's Rod Brindamore and the um
1: the wild coach. Oh uh, um Dean uh Dean more no, it's not Dean 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 Everson. Dean Everson Is that his name. I think it is yeah well, many man, man, I mean, you,
0: honestly though by you saying that though i think trotz deserves to get in there
1: if if things keep trend trending the way they are he could slide in there florida florida's been great uh um, yeah they they have been awesome um i know you acquired him in fantasy uh what's it called uh panarin but besides panarin i know they, they beat the bruins over the weekend but they, they just like can't score. There's so much talent there. It just it's so frustrating. I, I, like especially like like Zibinijad. We've been talking. We've been beating a dead horse with him all all year. But this guy's snake bit. He he really is, bro. Uh, Lot Frenier, I mean, he's getting better. I I still think don't like don't sleep on him. But uh, just looking at a guy like uh, Ka- Capo Caco not really producing. I mean, when I look at, when I was watching them play the last, I've seen them play about five times the last two weeks. The most consistent player I've seen, and this is bias, is Blackwell.
0: <laughs> we give high praise to that guy because he, he burned the shit out of me in high school hockey. He he has looked like,
1: he, he's played great. I think he's got uh, 10 apples on the season. Yeah, he's, he, he's played hard. Uh, he actually got a, uh, like a dirty hit in the Bruins series on him that he didn't do anything, but I was just like, okay. But uh,
0: I got one thing going back to the Jack Adams uh trophy tracker yeah. Joel Quenville, thir- uh, 62 votes, Rod Brindamore, 38 votes, and guess who is right behind Rod Brindamore? Barry Trots, Jeremy Colleton.
1: I don't know. How much of- I- Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Benar. That's another good one actually.
0: So uh, other votes were Dean Evison, Sheldon Keefe, John Cooper, and Barry Trotz.
1: I hate that goddamn uh John Cooper's there. They have the that team is loaded. Like two years ago, I was like, hell yeah, because like they had the best. They've one. already won a cup and they've been good for the last five years. I don't think he should be in that contention. But that's just my two cents. It's like Cassidy up being up there they've been good enough like they shouldn't be there yeah i agree but uh speaking of winning streaks
0: washington and pittsburgh are on their own little four and five game winning streaks and the pittsburgh penguins
1: are kind of quiet this season in my opinion yep uh player that i think has been phenomenal there's three three players that come to mind besides obviously crosby um marino on the point tanev and um, Bluger. Oh, I love been, I love Teddy Bluger. Very good shorthanded player. Or, short. yeah, guys playing shorthanded. Um, I think you'll see Burke and Hextall make some acquisitions here at the deadline with, with what they have. I don't think they're going to do a huge reach. But I think they're going to add another piece. I think knowing, like, how Brian Burke sets his team up, it'll be a tough – it'll be someone tough.
0: Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting to see that they're they are running with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith this season. Yep. They've been playing
1: well. They've been playing yep. good. Uh speaking of Washington, I know we didn't record last week, but that Wilson hit. Oof. Yeah. Right. It's hockey's a fast game. Yeah. I I mean, look, at, if you were looking at hockey Twitter after that, it was going to be, you know, he was going to be suspended the rest of the, the rest of the regular season. I was, I was like, he's going to get like three, three to five games. And then I was shocked with seven. But when you look at seven in a shortened season, that when you convert it to like an 82, that's, that's a pretty big, significant fine. And I was looking at his like collected total of money he's lost from suspensions. It's a ton. It's like over a million dollars.
0: I mean, yeah. When you play on that kind of, when you yeah. play with that kind of line in your game, like and you cross it, like the yeah. the fines and the suspensions are only going to go up. And Paul Bissonnette said it. He's like, if that's any other player, it's probably a slap on the wrist, maybe one game. But because it's Tom Wilson, seven.
1: Yeah, if it was on McDavid, what would it have been. If it was <laughs> on McDavid, if McDavid was on the receiving end, yes. <laughs> would have been 10 yeah easy uh speaking of uh an, oh i forgot to mention this a guy on the devils i feel like he's always on people's like trade trade list every every tr- like uh, uh that time cal palmeri
0: yeah he's he's like one of those blue collar guys who
1: you maybe can rely on for maybe like 20 goals, 25 goals. Yeah. Like he'll be, he'll be, he'll be getting offers. There's a, mar- there's going to be a market for him come the deadline. I don't want to, I don't think they want to get rid of him though. I don't know. It just depends on like what's, what, what are you willing to give up to get him? Yeah. Uh, but we, we talked about it. We, we said we, he could have been at the captain of the Devils. Yeah. Easily. He's, he's yeah. kind of, you know, who he kind of reminds me of is like a Ryan Callahan. I think, with a little bit more offensive upside, but also Callahan at the end was just was just the the oh amount my of oh dude he was when,
0: when he was on Tampa Bay, man, like I thought Callahan was
1: like one of their best players
0: when he was on tampa
1: yeah he was uh once he became the captain of the Rangers, his stats like uh, his production went up, but I just feel like he was derailed by injuries as time went on.
0: The only reason why I bring up Ryan Callahan is because last night i I time traveled back to 2011 and I watched that HBO 24 seven series between the Flyers and the Rangers. I don't know. It was just on my recommended for YouTube. And I was like, that's a great, that's a great, uh, series. I was like, uh, I'm just going to watch it. And like, it just like seeing all these like old guys, like Michael Delzato was on the Rangers. Marion Gabrick was on the Rangers. Brandon Dubinsky. Dubinsky, Brandon Prust, fucking—I don't even know. Uh, this was in Yager was on the Flyers. Yep, that's uh, that was Giroux's like breakout season. Yeah, it was. It was like yeah, because I just—it
1: was the part where he got kneed in the back of the head by Wayne Simmons. Yep, and that's when you went out for the concussion. But uh, let's let's transition over into this um, what's it over into the uh, the Discover Central. I know we talked about Brenda Moore being the uh, up there for Coach of the Year. The Norris, they've been on a eight game winning streak, dude. They, they've looked really good. when When you asked me if I wasn't sure if Carolina was even a playoff team at the start of this year, I
0: wasn't sold on them.
1: I thought I that
0: here. I thought that they were kind of doomed with Rhymer and Net. Yep, me too. Uh, but I mean, they've seemed to just play well,
1: like they're almost at a hundred goals forward. They have 95. Yeah. And they only have 68 against when you're plus, I mean, plus 27, the, the lightning are ahead of them at plus 34, but still they're, um, they're still ahead of them. I know they're, uh, it's only a point, but still this division, I mean, the two Florida teams in Carolina, they're already at four, like forty forty-one 41 for the hurricanes, 40 for the, the lightning and 40 for the Panthers. I still think the Panthers are the biggest surprise of this. Actually. I don't even know if I could say that the, the Hawks. Yeah. I think that like it, the
0: top three, I think are going to be a lock. I think Carolina, Tampa and Florida are locked for this division, but like Chicago Columbus are going to be fighting for that fourth spot. Not to mention Dallas. Like I'm surprised that, I mean, Dallas
1: is like five or six games behind, but still like, I don't think they're going to get in. And I don't think you're going to see Bishop back, and I don't think you're going to see Sagan back.
0: Yeah, dude, I watched that Chicago versus Dallas game where they scored four goals on eight shots. Brutal. It was brutal, man. Like, was I happy for Chicago? Hell yeah. But, like, watching the the reigning Western Conference champions just get, like, derailed like that, I was like,
1: whoa. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, the the Hawks have been really good their 5 on five 5 on 5 play hasn't been great they're minus 7 right now with their differential I don't think it's a surprise but just think if you still had a healthy Taze and Doc and Dylan Strom but on the good news is that Doc was on the practice ice I did see that's great I wonder if he will actually return um that's got to be a long rehab I forget what they said initially when it happened I mean it was good as new right looks good yeah. to
0: me. yeah dude it was it was kind of like warped like it looked good though like yeah it looked totally good. playable
1: 100 uh <laughs> uh team that i thought would they start out great and things weren't i mean they had the trade with pld for line a line a has not been great the last couple games bro he's and been he's, getting
0: fucking benched
1: i know dude, I, I, are you surprised
0: I'm not but like there comes a point where you just got to let your players play man like torque yeah like I think it's just been I think it's just a distraction at this fucking
1: like point of the season like yeah um Zach Wroenski hasn't been great this year I, he did have a he's been on the he's trending up the like the last few days but as a whole his season has not been great it really from hasn't what, from what we ex- we've seen and I think at this point you can expect from him
0: Yeah, my expectation on Zach Wierenski was that he was going to be in the 40 point range this season. But I don't know what's been going on, but lately he's been trending up. Uh, I watched him play. He scored the OT winner the other night. Yeah, he had the overtime winner and he had an assist. Yeah. Um, So we'll see if he can build upon that. But like Columbus as a whole, bro, like they just, I don't know, like. I have Corpus Salo in fantasy, and he's dude like they lose games by like a goal, but he has like a nine fifty save percentage like it's stupid, like yeah, it's frustrating, and Mersleen hasn't been bad either no man they they just can't get the wins like they can't win, yeah, uh Nashville hasn't been great i I really don't even want to get into it uh yeah they're not
1: they're not even a team I would like to even talk about, sorry, Nashville fans. The only thing I will say, I still, at this point, is it even worth firing Hines this season, or do you just wait until the season's over? Just wait till it's over. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was going to happen, and then we'll we'll talk about it later once we get to the, the Canadian division. But still, yeah, I I think at this point, just wait, ride the season out. Uh, my guess is there'll be sellers at the deadline. I don't expect them to make any. They're they're not going anywhere. So. I think they're just like guys like Granlund and Hollow will probably get dealt. And that's where I see them going. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's transition over into this Canadian division, which ever, I think it's getting a catching a lot of flack. That's not a great division and it's everyone can score goals, but I, I don't see it like that. Do you?
0: I see it. Like, I think, okay. I'm looking at goals forward right now. They're, there's two teams in the league with over 100 goals forward, and they're both in this division. It's the Maple Leafs and the Oilers. So look what they have for offensive weapons. I agree. <laughs> and then I look at, and then I look at who's in this division, and I look at the bottom two: Vancouver and Ottawa, who have given up 100 and 124 goals, respectively.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Ottawa. Toronto hasn't been playing great the last few. I know they're, I know they're ahead, but Ottawa, Ottawa beat them the other night. Ottawa hasn't looked bad. They're like their last few games. Obviously, they're they're a younger team still in a rebuild, but I still, I still think it's f- more fun to watch the Ottawa Senators play than the Detroit Red Wings or the Buffalo Sabers.
0: About that uh, Stutzel toe drag and curl pass to Batherson, is he the most adjusted player out of that draft in the league right now? I think he's the most adjusted player out of the draft of the last two
1: drafts. I agree with that. And yeah, he's, I mean, you can see the skill. I always, when, when I was reading about him before I summit world juniors, I thought the compete level wasn't going to be as what I, what I saw, but yeah, he's been great. Um, They have a give it, I say, give it two to three years. they will be a, they will be a playoff team.
0: I'm going to go a little bit longer. I'm I'll say, say like, three. I'm going to say four to five years. I think because give Brady, Kachuk, and Stutzel two more years.
1: Shabbat, too. Don't forget about him.
0: Yeah. And uh, if they bring in somebody. Yeah. Because they have a bunch of young guys. Like, they could, like,
1: dude, fuck it. Get Jack Eichel for all I care. Like, they got pieces. Yeah. yeah. And I have this conversation with, um, I forget who I had this. It was with someone recently and people were talking about the Canadian, the Canadian teams trading with the like teams in America, like the U S it's really hard for a team to do that because like one in particular was Jake DeBrusque possibly going to Edmonton for Ethan bear has been trending all over social media, but think about the two week quarantine. You have to wait just to get the player. That's, that's definitely a factor here for the, when the deadline comes up with trades.
0: Yeah, I don't know, and they're and they're not stopping the season for anything. This no, like, there's no like, like there's in prior no years it would be like an all star break or like yeah. an Olympic break. Like there's no break this
1: season. No, so that's one thing I I want to touch upon that I want to bring up. Just that that's something to keep in mind when you think about teams making trades, especially a Canadian team trading with a, a team in the, the U.S. But dude, this Leafs team, I'm still. Until they do it in the playoffs, they live. the The firepower's there, the talents there. I'm still saying it. Until they have get through round one, I'll start believing. I know they're gonna play a Canadian team in that first round, and they'll probably move on. But yeah, I, until they gotta get they gotta get through that first round for me to believe. I know it's they gotta put four wins together. Yeah. How do you feel about this Winnipeg team? I don't think it's getting enough love for how good they are. I love them. Yep i I, think that,
0: I love the winnipeg jets this year
1: do they have when you look at their top nine would they have would you put them in the top five with what they have for firepower with ehlers yes. uh connor shifley uh uh who else am i missing pld they don't even have brian little they still have guys lowry uh trevor lewis is very good perot is not bad uh yeah. They 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 just need a D. I wonder if they're another team in the market for that def- left shot defenseman. I know they have Josh Morrissey, but. They very well could be, but I think that they
0: are in the top five. Yeah.
1: And I How think they you... could easily win this division. Yeah. Uh, Montreal has been better since uh, the change. Uh, I really haven't got to see much of them play. I know. Uh, they hired the goalie whisperer, uh, Sean Burke, who was vital in re- resurrecting guys' careers like Ilya Burskaylov in Phoenix, Mike Smith in Phoenix, and then, um, most notably, would be Devin Dubnik after- when he had his run there, and then went to Minnesota. Yeah, so I think that'd be that'd be good for Carey Price because let's be real here. Let's be real here. Carey Price has not been good this year, for what we expect of Carey Price.
0: Yeah, and
1: I. I don't
0: like stealing other thoughts from other podcasts, but then again, Jeff Merrick is literally a walking hockey encyclopedia. Like, yeah, like the whole, like Carrie price is not elite anymore and people need to talk about that. And they won't talk about that because Carrie Price has has been labeled as a God and nobody wants to just speak about against it. But I mean, like Carrie price with the, at the right time, can can he's a world class goalie? Like you saw it last year. Like I said this a long time ago. I was like, I think Carey Price is capable of stealing a series, and they did, Pittsburgh. Exactly, but he has not lived up to. No. He's getting old, dude. He's getting he's getting old.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I still, I don't think Montreal will finish in the top three right now. I'm going to say it. I think it'll be. Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton will be the three that, that are the top three of this division. I think Calgary um could if if they catch some heat like some spark here with the with the new coach Daryl Sutter. Um I know we didn't talk about it earlier, but uh the Flames changed their bench boss, getting rid of uh Jeff Ward and going with hard ass Daryl Sutter. Uh I think this could be a good short term fix. I don't think Sutter will be there. I don't. I know he signed a multi-year extension. I just think that his voice t- players get sick of him quick. Dude, he fucking bagged
0: them on day one.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I, th- I think they could get a shot in the arm and maybe sneak into that four spot. But I know they're playing. They're playing the Oilers tonight, so fuck them. But I, I think they might uh, jump Montreal for that four spot. It's gonna be a tight race down the stretch uh but this Vancouver team ooh, i don't yeah
0: we've we have recorded multiple episodes we've recorded episodes the last 2 weeks that haven't made it out but i feel like every time we talk about the Vancouver Canucks it's negative as hell
1: yeah and i think the consensus that we always the last few few episodes that we've talked about this i think it's safe to say Travis Green will not be back next season as their coach yeah no yeah um, but let's uh let's transition out of here. Let's talk about this Honda West Division. Uh, Vegas is not ahead right now. Uh, but this Minnesota Wild team, I can't. I, I love this team. They're so good. <laughs> There's Capriza. such a yeah, dude. There's such
0: a uh. There's such an easy team to root for this year. Yeah, for and sure. You were just about to say
1: his name, Kaprizov, with his first NHL hat trick. Like- oh, so, so sick. Did you see that pass he made the other night in the Avalanche game where he like, did the spinorama and hit the guy in front? Yeah, I did. His passing is insane. He is the real deal. And I'll be honest, I think I've said this before. He is command- He is generating more single-handed offense coming into the league for his first year than Panarin did. I know Panarin played with Kane, but I still think he's he's got more superstar in him already than Panarin did.
0: Dude, this guy's got hands. This guy's got shot. This dude can skate. Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: He, I've not been like this. Like, I feel I'm happy for Minnesota fans.
1: Yeah. This is what they
0: needed, bro. Right
1: right now, he won. He wins rookie of the year if the halfway point.
0: Easily. Yeah. And,
1: And it sucks for guys like Stutzla and the goalie out of Chicago, but still. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess this would. turn people off like i i have seen on hockey twitter that a lot of people are are starting to because of how well kaprizov has been playing like whether or not there should be
1: an age limit on the calder i yeah i kind of agree with that i think you got to cap it at like i'm gonna say 22 or 21 but i don't but like
0: say you're like 30 years old and like you finally get your crack at the nhl like are you not a rookie like are you a rookie yeah. like
1: yeah but i mean the other thing too is guys are coming at 18 now that are playing in not even professional leagues and playing with yeah, playing in juniors to the guys that played uh, like professional hockey for four years and then coming over there's a difference especially like Matthews is a weird one like no one ever has done what he did when going over to Europe that was actually like I feel like more Americans should consider that route because I he loved it and he's talked about it like openly that he loved his experience he learned a ton I mean he played like a pro over there you get paid you get paid
0: you get make a salary yeah you're playing with men exactly you're traveling with the club like Mm
1: mm-hmm I think that's a, a route that should be uh, more Americans and Canadian players should do, especially that are, you know, prospects. But uh, is there a team in this division right now that's kind of worrying you that they're not performing up to what they should be?
0: Um, the only team I would say is
1: probably the St. Louis Blues. I agree with that. Uh Tori Krug has not been great with them so far.
0: Um, he is the leading scorer defenseman on the team, but I get what you're saying. He is, He's a plus 10, so maybe he's not playing as bad as you think he is. Maybe he's making bad defensive judgments, but his stats aren't reflecting it. I guess you could say that a high point on this club is that their leading goal scorer is like 30-some years old,
1: David Perron, 29 points in 28 games. Yeah, he's he's had a resurgence the last few years since he's been back, especially even in that year in Vegas, he was great.
0: Um, yeah, the other night, dude, I actually looked at him. I was like, how many times has David Perron been on the Blues? And it was like three th- times, three times. And then I was starting to go there. I was like, I knew he was on the Ducks. I knew he was on the Pe- Oilers. Penguins.
1: Yeah, and then he went to the Penguins. Yep. It's been a lot of places. And it's not he does it's not a character issue that why he's been with so many different teams either. Yeah, no. Which, I mean, that's a that's a, usually when guys are suitcases like that. There's usually a character issue why they've been traded so many times. But I don't think he's he's an anomaly in that case. But he's been super productive the last few years, especially as he's gotten older. Which I didn't expect when he went to Vegas. I was he had like 50 assists. It was awesome. Huge really? part of yeah, he was a huge part of that cup that cup run team.
0: I want to say that the biggest issue with the St. Louis Blues this season is
1: uh depth five on five. Yeah. i they did get Terasenko back, but they are getting Bozak back, which will be a help in that bottom six. But they I think they really do miss Robert Thomas. Like I'm looking at you know Bennington's save percentage. It's at a nine oh six, not great. Uh, speaking of Bennington, he just signed his extension six x six. I think it's a great contract. Uh, I was trying to figure out who he was going to try to use as like the the goalie that he wanted to get the contract that was similar to his play. My thought was Rask, but I think six six by six is pretty good as the hopefully as the cap goes up with this TV deal coming. I think that's what like Corey Crawford got. Yeah, which I think six million in – Three years will be, will look better than what it is right now. At least it's not 10 million. Yeah, Bobrovsky. Jesus Christ. Looking at, looking at you, Bob. Ad signing. But yeah, I mean, we're still, I know, uh, I still think the Avalanche, I think we've expected them to be better than they are. But this Vegas team, I still think right now would beat Colorado in a playoff series.
0: I think Vegas has all the, The uh, play and skill in the world to go deep this
1: year, and they're tough. Yeah, they're tough. Flurry's been awesome. Flurry basically has taken over the one spot. Yeah, man they they only have
0: fifty six goals against. Like he's had a couple shutouts this season.
1: yep Um, I was gonna say the Coyotes. I I don't even know what to talk about the Coyotes. That there's a lot of players I like on the team, especially Connor Garland, being hometown or Massachusetts bias, but that they their old GM just put them in like such a cap cap shitty situation that it's very hard to move pieces around here. I I don't see them getting in do you. No.
0: I think I like honestly like I thought LA was going to make a little bit of noise for there for but they're kind of falling back down to earth. Yeah. I just I can't make a case for Arizona against St. Louis.
1: No. Nope. Um, yeah, the California teams if I
0: they know had, San
1: Jose's San Jose has won three in a row, but I don't see them getting out of there. Uh,
0: the California teams had their, their reign of supremacy
1: over the Pacific. You, could, could the California teams make it a team that could actually be in the top three right now, if you put them all together. What hold on, just specify your question real quick. So you put, you, you take. All the players you want from the Kings, Ducks, and Sharks and made a team, would they be in the top three of this division? Uh, probably. Because yeah, you have guys like you have Kopitar, Doughty, Getzloff, Kachur, Meyer. Carlson, Burns. I don't even know if Carlson has. Carlson hasn't been playing that much. Burns, yes. Uh, OEL. Uh, Gibson. Gibson in the net. He, OEL doesn't play for a California team.
0: I'm sorry, I was looking at the bottom three of the West Division.
1: <laughs> Which should be the K yeah, but uh Couture. Yeah, Couture. Still I think it's still always gonna be a talk in this podcast. Logan Couture is he gonna be a Hall of Famer. Hot take. Uh I I'm <laughs> curious to see if uh if what what these California teams do at the deadline, are they gonna make moves? Are they going uh, they, they all should be sellers? I don't think any of them should buy. That'd be just stupid.
0: All right, so we're at the part of the show where we give our players trending up and our players trending down. Acorn, I will let you start with the player trending up.
1: Vincent Trocek is my guy trending up. He's got twenty four point or twenty six points in twenty four games. Huge part of this Carolina's team with the sense of production. A guy that I don't understand why Florida got rid of, but huge, huge acquisition to Carolina.
0: That's a solid pick. What do you um, got bud. I'm gonna go with Mark Shifley of the Winnipeg Jets.
1: Best contract. Uh top two best contracts that are just not a on an art restricted deal, Mark Shifley.
0: The only like you could argue he's had a like he's had a terrific season and like I could have said him every every any yeah. week. Yeah. But like he's like he's like closing in on like forty points fast. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh I, I think that's a great pick. I mean, like you said, this could, Mark Scheffler could have been a pick week one, week two, week three, et cetera. He's been – I think consistency is probably the best way to describe it. The last few years, he's he's been money. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge loss for them last year in the bubble. But, yeah, I love that pick. Uh, who's, who's your guy going – turning down?
0: Let me see here. It's going to be – Someone from the
1: Dallas Stars, I'll tell you that. Probably Anton Kadobin. Yeah, Dobby hasn't been great. I've seen some soft goals there, so I, I can agree with that. Yeah, the that Stars. That Chicago game, man. Like when I, I was like, "Wow!"
0: Like it, it was a couple. It was like shots outside the circles, man. Like it was. the Brinkett scored from the circle. Keith took one, took a like a half slapper at the fucking blue line
1: all right so i got mine and i love this guy and i've talked about him immensely over the years with with you and people that we talk hockey with i think there's an injury there and we talked to tyler stewart about it colton Pareco. yeah okay. i know i think he's out right now but he has not been great this year and we've seen Pareco, and i thought when they let alex petrangelo walk last year I thought in the Blues' minds, they said that he could take the reins as what uh, Petrangelo provided, and fall could be kind of what he was. So, yeah, but hopefully it's it's just injury-related and we, they can get him back to 100% because he is a great player. He's just not playing great right now, and I think there's an injury there.
0: Yeah, I've always been a, a Colton Pareko.
1: Um, he's got a bomb.
0: Yeah, he's good. He's a big body. Oh, well, yeah. But yeah man i was glad to do this with you kind of get back on track talk about some hockey um but yeah guys thanks for listening we are closing in on 2,000 views can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to listen to us whether or not you like us or you don't
1: we have fun doing this and we're gonna keep doing it um so yeah thanks guys really appreciate really appreciate it um for everyone that has t shirts, I'm sorry, I will get these out. I know I've been slacking. We've kind of taken a little three week hiatus with me getting sick and Eric having some uh some some military obligations, but we will get back on track and people that have paid for t-shirts, you will get them, I promise.
0: So before we end the show, we'll give a uh latest fantasy score update. We're in week nine. We're closing in on the playoffs, and in first place is my co host, Aaron Acorn, go fuck yourself. Um, second place is Mike Sellinger, he's running with a four, three, and one record. And then in third place is Mitch Weitzel with a five, two, and one record. If you guys did not know, Mitch won our bracket challenge last week, last year, sorry. So if he takes my money again in this fantasy league, I'm gonna I'm gonna riot. Where are you at, Libby? i'm in 10th out of 12 plays i don't want to talk about it but i did make the trade of the year i always happen to make the trades of the year and i got artemi panarin for anthony sorelli thank you
1: mitch Please job did i get the best pickup
0: of so far
1: yeah yeah uh
0: i don't know i picked up that minnesota wild goalie who is on like a oh yeah yeah cut that no i think i think garland is still a really good acquisition yeah
1: whoever dropped him thank you very much i very much appreciate it but
0: yeah uh thanks guys for listening
1: uh we'll see you next week.